You know, I um, I like talking to myself so I can kind of think through ideas. Mm. But sometimes I find it painful to listen back. Especially because some of the stuff I say sometimes sounds pompous or pretentious. Um, because I'm always trying things on as if I understand them when I don't really, don't really understand them. So... I was talking to a friend last night about the way I kind of try stuff on. And I was talking about how I get into trouble with <clears throat> jobs and friendships, relationships, like where I I overcommit or hmm, from, there's a lot of different ways you could describe it, but I, I really kind of try it on at a really intense level and reasonably people perceive me as being further down the road than I am because, and and I perceive myself as being further down the road than I am in part because um, I'm behaving in a similar way to people who would be further down the road. And, uh, and I think that this is a dysfunctional, like, thing. I, I suspect in the future I won't do it as much. Um, one of the things my friend was suggesting, and he's a great friend because he's, uh, he's a lot like me in certain ways. We, we're both interested in personal development. Um, I'm more interested in it through the lens of Myers-Briggs typology and cognitive function stacks. And he's more interested in it through the lens of Jungian psychoanalytical thinking. Um... We're really kind of built the same in a lot of ways, except for that he is an extroverted sensor and I'm an extroverted intuitive. And then we both use introverted thinking as our sort of dominant internal state. So in Myers-Briggs speak, he's an ESTP and I'm an ENTP. And um, so a lot of times what he does kind of in the physical world is, is shaped similar to what I do in, my, in the world of ideas. Which you could describe as sort of boundary-seeking, limit-seeking, differentiating between what's real and what's not real, what's true and false, uh, whether things are meant when they're said, finding this, this, the societal holes in arguments, and kind of just testing, truth-testing all the time, in a way. And he does that kind of in the physical world. And I do that a little more in the intellectual, uh, kind of like psychological world or in my own head. But still in an extroverted capacity. I'm still thinking outside myself. More analysis about the world than myself. And he's doing more exploration of the world than himself. So, and then as we've been developing our personalities, we've both been trying to kind of go internal and do deeper analysis of ourselves and work on our weaknesses. One of the pieces of advice he gave me was that when he used to do things in the external world that felt like they had no consequence for him, um, but then they later had a lot of consequence for other people, that it was really easy for him to think that he could like... He was using this as an example, saying if he tried something on, if he got really serious with somebody, like started having sex with someone too early or something. These are the kind of like externalized, extroverted sensing 
things that he would tend toward in his younger days. Um, he felt like he could kind of go into that situation and then leave it without much consequence to himself. <clears throat> but over time, has recognized that that there's a good chance that that's just not true. And one of the big pieces of evidence is, is that there's a bunch of consequences for other people of that behavior. And that over time, those consequences, whether he recognizes an effect on himself or not, those external consequences on other people end up affecting him because of their, because of their experience. And so that's all to say, if we're trying things on and getting too involved in something, getting too involved in an idea, getting too engaged in something early on and representing ourselves to be further down the road by our behavior, intentionally or other, otherwise, <coughs> man, excuse me, I've been eating turkey day after Thanksgiving, and for some, it's like something got stuck in my throat. If we're moving too far down that road and trying it on, the, 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 it would be reasonable to assume there probably are consequences for the self, and there definitely are consequences for others, and there definitely are consequences for the self that are externalized through others over time. So, um, when I'm talking to my friend, the ESTP, I feel like I immediately am able to kind of go direct to my own bullshit and sort of start parsing it through. And one of the things I heard myself immediately say to him was, I think what I do is I feel so other than and so separate and so different from other people that when I see a possibility of, of connecting with their idea or their belief system or a relationship with them, I throw myself into that so wholeheartedly. <coughs> I try it on so aggressively because I want to I want to connect to something like pure and strong and direct and not be so um, skeptical and so unknowing all the time. And because and I feel other than I want to connect and be part of something. I just want to find belonging in a way. And so I, I think that this is not really something I had realized until I was talking to him last night. But just that I just have this um, very psychologically purposeful uh, trying on something to an extreme to get myself in communion with that idea or those people because I feel on the outside and I want to get on the inside. And he compared this to days when he'll be at home and, and in his more recent development recognizes what goes on in his mind, a desire to get out and go and do, and will instead choose to sit and not do. And that for him, there's a deep anxiety in that not doing, in kind of just staying, just not acting. And I can relate to that very much, this idea of like not jumping in, not moving, just staying back. It feels very existentially dangerous to me to just sit back because I just tend to think no one will ever connect to me if I don't throw myself in. No one will ever come for me. No one will ever pick me up. 
you know? Um, I'll just be missed, not seen. Um, so it's like I'm, it's like I'm valuing my own self at a kind of low level. Uh, and it's true, I just, I don't understand how people would find me. And I feel like I have evidence that they won't, you know? I feel like the only way I can ever get anything is to move aggressively toward it. (coughs) So, with belief, like, looking for God, with religion, I'll try them aggressively, um, for months and months, or even a year, I'll just try aggressively, and people are impressed by me, and and that feels good, but that's not really what I'm, I'm not looking to impress, it's that I don't know how, I feel like every idea is so imperfect and so flawed, that if I don't jump in all the way and try to get the experience of it, then I'll just reject it out of hand, and it's like, every, I can kind of, it's kind of like this, this bifurcation in my mind of people being so obviously flawed and so obviously problematic, but I try to hop over this fence into the space where they're sort of perfect or where I could get hooked on them such that I can put up with their flaws. So this is, that's kind of the texture of this black and white thinking that causes me to be in or out on a thing or on people versus sitting back and and then my prediction is that when I sit back, I'll just reject everything. And <clears throat> and no one will ever know me or see me or hear from me because um, nothing will rise to the level of being impressive enough or true enough to engage with. No one will be worthwhile enough to engage with that's this prediction that my mind makes that I think is a fear prediction that I think has just kind of looking at it objectively actually not objectively looking at it intuitively kind of has it's suspicious that's a suspicious prediction I think because it feels like a complex to me it feels like something like a dysfunction that feels like a a fearful projection and it could end up being true, but it feels like the kind of thing where, you know, you get, you look back in your past and you're like, see, I remember that happened all these different times. It feels like poker players saying every time they have pocket kings, someone else has pocket aces, which is not true. <coughs> it feels unlikely to be true to me, while it feels like it could be an, an attractive excuse that my psyche uses to justify trying things on so aggressively. And so my impulse right now is to try on more religions because I've been trying one on for a year and I feel ready to discard it wholesale. And um, that's not actually true. I feel ready to do what the adherence to this religion would consider as discarding it wholesale because it's a very exacting religion that says you have to be in or out, but if I discard that particular element of it, 
there are elements of this religion that I think are very interesting, even if everyone on the in of that religion would say, well, if you don't accept the whole thing, then if you're not with us, you're against us. If I reject that tenant, then it's actually, yeah, it's actually not true that I'm going to reject the whole thing, because there's other parts of it that I've found very enlightening. So, um, so I guess I'm ready to, I'm, I guess maybe I'm not ready to reject it wholesale. I'm just ready to say no to the pitch that they are pushing, the package that they're offering. Which means I will miss out on um, the sort of community element of their religion because they don't accept uh, non-commit. Um, I don't believe they accept non-committed. Uh, you know, people. They don't accept like piecemeal adherence. <clears throat> so they are attractive to me in that way because of my desire to be all in on something anyway. And it's similar in that way, in some ways, to the religion I grew up in, which is Mormonism. Um, and I, I left Mormonism when I was 19 because I stopped believing in God. Um, it happened in, in that order. I stopped believing in God. And then I realized, if God doesn't exist, Mormonism can't be true. And it was very disappointing. So, that was about 13 almost 14 years ago now, so, um, all that said, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to try, how to investigate, I'm trying to figure out how to feel the, I'm trying to figure out how to grow, I'm trying to figure out how to become healthier and grow, more spiritually, and I, I f feel like it, for whatever reason, I think it's easier for other people. That's probably also not true. Sometimes I think everything's easier for other people, though. It's weird. It's just because I see them doing things that I don't think I could do. And probably some things are easier for other people, but there's certain things that are easier for me. Especially... Extreme things are easier for me. Intense things, under pressure, uh, creative big things are easier for me than for other people. But baseline, uh, basics, um, competence, basic competencies of the human uh, animal, I notice are easier for other people. And maybe belief in God is one of those basic competencies. And so... It's a hard one for me. And I care because... Why do I care? Okay, well... I don't know why I care. Um... Maybe I don't care as much as I think I do. It's a funny question. I should really think about it. Do I actually care? I think it kind of goes back and forth, but yeah, like I definitely, there's times when I, yeah, I mean, like I'm absolutely, 
I don't want God for external reasons to help the world. I'm not looking for answers to the problems of the world. I don't see any... I think the easy answer for the problems of the world is absence of God. I'm looking for God because of my own desire for direction and inspiration and growth and a lack of confidence in my ability to do that on my own. That's, that's, that's probably it, is that I just never have known which way is growth. Like, I've stayed in a bad relationship because I thought that was growth. I think I was wrong about that. I left that relationship because of, uh, I felt like I f- was failing and I couldn't do it anymore. But I think that was a good decision in retrospect. You know, so like I just basically have no idea any time ever what I'm doing work-wise. I'm always like not sure if I belong. I'm not sure if I'm doing the right things. <clears throat> I never know if I'm being... I just never know why I'm doing anything I'm doing, and I, it's almost, it's very much like I'm just looking for, like, a guide, and, and then one of the problems is that I, I end up with strong personalities in my life becoming that guide for me, and that has, that's been a little bit problematic, uh, and then when people talk to me about, like, spirituality, I, it's like a foreign language. I don't, I understand religion because I can see it, and I like it. I really like religion. I like the way it forces you to do things. Again, I want a guide. I want someone, a coach. I want a trainer. You know? And I don't understand people who are, like, self-contented and able to do that on their own. I just don't get that. I'm not like that as much, and, and maybe I'm... Maybe, maybe I can become like that, but I don't know. I guess also, though, that's in the same realm of, like, learning to be single. I've been single for one year now, and, um, but in that time period, I've definitely been yearning for a relationship, but I was, I definitely, there were times where I was like, I'm not gonna be able to stay single. You know, I had some, I had at least one person who I was really interested in, but we never connected in a, in a way that would be, like, leading into a relationship. We really kind of just stayed just a hair's distance away from that. And, um, and I think that was really good. I, I think that was really good because I think I'm not, I, I want relationship, but I'm not actually ready for it. Like, I can just kind of see that the shape of how I engage in relationship is just still so dysfunctional. I've been in two failed adult relationships, both of them marriages, and um, to two difficult people who were also married to a difficult guy. (laughs) So it's kind of like the relationships I've been working on this year have been the relationships with my kids, and it's been that's been a success. I guess I should note to myself that's been really successful. So why do I want a relationship with others? In a way, that's maybe what this little podcast is. Is um, I want to share and have other people give me feedback. And, and I think I feel a little stupid because I doubt anyone will listen to these or have any feedback. <laughs> but maybe that's what this is. It's like a, a better substitute for relationship because I'm not ready for 
the closeness and demands of relationship. But in a sense, I'm not ready for the demands of sharing anyway, because I'll be very anxious by how stupid these podcasts are, and that no one listens, or that someone listens and has critical feedback, you know. So maybe I'm just doing a low-stakes relationship here, with a lesser damage to the ego when it fails, maybe. And maybe that's all I'm looking for with God, is just a I'm hoping that something can help me stop making bad decisions and help me make good decisions. <laughs> Maybe that's all I'm looking for. I don't know. <laughs>